Chuck the nursing, Dan, he growled. I'm all right. I said I'd get it done, and I've done it. I'm here. McQuillan saw with thankfulness that Cockerlin was going to be something to stand by. He nodded with assumed coolness. All right, old chap, he said. And how did you get here? Cockerlin moistened his tongue. Fought through it, he said grimly. I've been thirty hours at it. Thirty hours? Yes, said McQuillan. You know, continued Cockerlin, you know when you telephoned me at six last night? After that I think I went mad for a while. Then I got out of the office, and somehow got to the bank station of the South London. The tube trains ran now and then. I don't know how I did it, but I traveled that way as far as the trains ran. Clapham, or somewhere. And then, well, I just made along this way. Of course, I knew every bit of the road. It was like sleepwalking. McQuillan nodded, and picking up the fan, resumed his occupation of trying to agitate the air about his sister's face. "'Well, you're here, Dick,' he said. "'But London?' Cockerell shivered. "'London is—' "'Oh, I don't know what London is,' he answered. "'I think half the people are dead, and the other half are mad. "'Once or twice I went out into the streets. "'One man you met was on his knees, praying aloud. "'The next was—oh, I don't know. "'It seemed that hell was let loose, "'and yet the churches were crammed to the doors.' "'and people were fighting for the liquor in the dram shops and the public houses. "'I—I I don't seem to remember much. "'Perhaps I am mad myself now. "'How long will it be, Dan?' "'How long will it be?' asked McQuillan. "'The—the the end. "'I expect this is the end, isn't it?' said Cockerellan. "'What else can it be?' "'Don't talk rot,' McQuillan said sharply. "'I thought you'd come round again. "'Here.' "'Pour some of the stuff out of that bottle, into that glass, "'and carry it to the housekeeper in the next room. "'Pull yourself together, man.' "'Sorry,' said Cockerlin, and rose to carry out McQuillan's commands. "'I'm... I'm light-headed, perhaps. "'Don't ask me any more about what I saw. "'It sends me off.' "'He went away to the housekeeper, "'and McQuillan heard him speaking to her in the dry, croaking tones "'in which they all spoke. "'And presently Cockerlin came hurriedly back.' and standing at the open door, beckoned him with a shaking hand. McQuillan rose and shambled across to him, looking an interrogation. "'Come out in the garden,' whispered Cockerlin, and led the way to the front door. "'Listen,' he said. "'I caught the sound in there. Listen.' McQuillan grasped one of the pillars on the porch and strained his ears. And somewhere, so far off that it might have been a thousand miles away, he heard what he knew to be the coming of a mighty wind and instinctively he tightened his grip on the pillar it's a cyclone coming cockerlin he shouted though all around them was still and quiet it'll sweep away all before it house everything quick the two women but before either man could turn to open the door the great fog was swept away before their eyes as if it had been literally snatched from them by some gigantic hand from heaven and where it had been was a burning and a dazzling light of such power that in an instant they were groveling on the ground before it with their eyes pressed instinctively in the crooks of their quivering elbows part three out of the illimitable of the two men mcquillan was the first to comprehend what had happened and out of his comprehension came coolness and resource never had he thought so quickly in his life dick he whispered, keep your eyes shut tightly, and turn, and creep back into the hall. I'm doing the same thing. You know the little room on the left, 
Don't open your eyes until you get there. Now then, he continued with a gasp as the two men reached the room and stood upright. You can open them here, for the shutters are up. Ah, and yet, you see, although this room should be quite dark, it's almost as light as a normal winter morning. Cockerlin stared stupidly about him. "'For God's sake, Dan, what's happened?' he exclaimed. McQuillan was fumbling in a drawer. He brought out two silk mufflers and passed one to his friend. "'I have a very good idea as to what's happened,' he answered gravely. "'And I'll tell you in a few minutes. But first, muffle your eyes. There, you'll see through two thicknesses of the silk. Now for the women. Fortunately, the curtains are closely drawn in both rooms, or I should have feared for their eyesight in that sudden rush of light.' "'Light, Dick, such as the globe has never seen before. "'Dick, we've got to blindfold them "'and then get them into the darkest place in the house. "'There's an underground room, not a cellar, "'which I've sometimes used for experiments. "'We must get them downstairs.' 